Yeah. It's that money boy. Yeah. Welcome to the ESGC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 and two, 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%, you can consistently live in Vegas, some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money, betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism. And freedom is not free if we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people. Uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out, but we have a lot of fun at the same time. But part of the process to get that good is that you need to be grounded in reality. All right. Uh, we call this a hot effect podcast because, as Renee Descartes said, a life left unexamined is not worth living we use business and financial concepts that i use in my other jobs to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time make it the highest and best use of our time we use decision science return to the mean probability theory but in this podcast it's about self-review right we use a little bit of psychotherapy my wife's been a psychotherapist for 18 years. I've learned a lot. <laughs> you have to feel, you have to feel the shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation of making the wrong decision. To better identify and analyze any situation to get close to the truth. Elon Musk says that to predict outcome, right? The richest man in the world, Elon Musk, to predict outcomes, you have to get to the truth. But again, as middle class, upper middle class people, we do not have the resources Elon Musk has to get to the truth. But what we can do is get to the truth, get as close to the truth as possible. And it starts with you, it starts with us. You can't live in a fantasy world. You can't believe in the Easter Bunny. You can't believe in Santa Claus. Perception is 50 50. And then, you know, we're lied to uh, constantly. So you cannot. Be a legend in your own mind. You can't overestimate your ability to do anything. You can't make excuses for negative outcomes. You have to be accountable. You have to expect, accept responsibility. And you have to uh, improve whatever endeavor you're in by 10 to 20% by using the Hawthorne effect, right? And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, usually better to 20%. Uh, us off the bat, we're in the 50s, but through this effect, the Hawthorne effect, we, you know, we increased 10 to 20%. In the case of last week, or not last week, but week five, we were uh, 14 and 287.5% and made $11,330. So again, we use business and financial concepts. We use decision science, right? Return to the mean, I said. Probability theory, highest level, but probability theory is 80%. That's why that 87.5% number is so important to us. Another business concept is. So yeah. if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's what we have Scott, uh, Chad's on uh, assignment, parts unknown. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're 100% break even. And what happens is by having a process, you don't get killed. You don't go 20%. Now you don't have a bankroll. The bet, <laughs> but we, you know, we keep a steady Freddy, uh, you know, whatever. Forty three out of forty five weeks of profit, and the other two two times that it wasn't profit, it was close. Then you you keep your bankroll stable, you keep some stability in there, Scott. What are your first yeah. thoughts? We get into it. So here we are, week eleven. We just concluded week eleven. 
And some of these teams, you still don't know what's going on with them. I mean, it, it's really hard to be teams successful. Some teams that were good and now bad. Yeah. We're going to be bad, smoking beers. And some teams that were uh, bad are now going to be good. Like right. Cincinnati was bad at this point last year. They ended up making it Right. And it's very hard to be successful in in a ever-changing week-by-week, day-by-day NFL. So, um, And we've we've and been here every, every step. Different things that you and I aren't used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, just these injuries and these coaches and everything else is, it's just hard to monetize what you pick. So, no, and then I'll uh, give you a, a nuance, right? Uh, there's the analogies between horse racing and NFL. Yeah. Injuries now, you have to look at the guy, look at his body language, how he's watching. <laughs> Not what he says, not what the coach says, not what the doctor supposedly says, or whatever. You got to do like your own research. What they say he has, uh, how you know how does it affect, uh, you know, in conjunction with the scheme they run, uh, and you make that determination yourself. You can't rely on major sports media. So that's one of the reasons we have a podcast to give you alternate information. Not alternate facts, but alternate information. Yeah. You can make money. Uh, you're sick, but you missed uh, Green Bay minus three and the under. Now, uh, this is my notes. Let me, let me see your thoughts on this, Scott, right? Because what you have to do is you got to separate fact from fiction, uh, what you hope for, right? Versus yeah. what happened. How you are thinking, your faulty thinking, and how to correct your thinking to make the right decisions to make money. So here I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't on last Wednesday night. Um, if people watch it, obviously. So here I am sitting here, did my research. Green Bay goes up against Tennessee. Right. And I mean, goes up against Dallas. Dallas. And plays their best football. Right. Of the year and beats Dallas in overtime. And Dallas has one of the better rosters in the league. Yes. And we know what Dallas did this week to Minnesota. Right. So, an eight and one football team, Minnesota. Yep. So, I, I'm here. I am thinking, you know what? Green Bay's got it on track here. Tennessee's going to come in. They're going to play very, very vanilla, run the ball a lot, um, the AFC, NFC game, and get out of it. And Green Bay's yeah. home. And they didn't have to travel. And, you know, Tennessee played on Sunday. Short week, got to travel on Wednesday. So right. my thinking was is that Green Bay is going to carry over what they did. Now, well, they keep in mind, Tennessee is missing four starters on defense. Yes. Yes. And, and so all that put together led me to Green Bay. Right. And Green Bay – and Aaron Rodgers has been really good against the AFC in his career. Right. So I'm thinking that, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win this game by a touchdown, and they're gonna start the slow run to the playoffs. Didn't happen. Didn't right. happen. And Aaron Rodgers did not have a good game. Missed a lot of throws. I mean, a lot of throws. And you know, Alan Lazard didn't come up as big as I thought he was gonna. Tennessee's secondary in pass defense is not very good. No, and Aaron Rodgers did not take advantage. He probably had his best—I mean, his worst game of the year—and he's had a lot of stinkers. So that was my thinking with that. You know, I I had the work put in. I had the process right. I had it all thought out, and what happened on the field didn't materialize. So, to me, it was perfect for the doctor, but the patient died. Now, yeah, for me. The, the one of the deciding factors in picking Green Bay was that Derek Hendry is injury prone, right? He's had injuries and they work him a lot. Derek Henry, the average uh, lifespan of a running back is what, four years? Yes. On a short week, rule of thumb is you do Kawhi Leonard, you get him on a pitch count. What do they do? They run him 28 times for 86 yards. 
Yeah, you got to win, but you put a lot of wear and tear on the man, on the man's body. Uh, and, and, and it kind of proves that Grable is trying to get through the season. Uh, I don't know what type of success he wants in the playoffs because he just beat up his star running back just a little bit more. Now, yeah. okay, Tanner Hill had a great game. Well, he threw a pick. They probably would have lost him. And I'll bet that. If you're going to tell me you're going to put the game on Tannehill to throw it and beat you, come on. Yeah. <laughs> right? I agree, I agree 100%. And the thing with Tennessee is he's he's a really good coach. I give him full credit. He's a really good coach. He knows his players. He knows how to get the most out of them. But your stud is your stud, and you're running him into the ground. And by the end of the year, they're not going to be the same team. Green Green Bay just is not a a good football team right right now. They have not been all year long. If I'm Derek Henry, the agent, I wouldn't have allowed that to happen. Yeah, I agree. That's your 20th carry. Check yourself out like Kobe. 100%. 100%. And then you're going to run the ball in an NFL game 28 times? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Absolutely. No question. No question. And we had the under 41. Yeah. That what you had. I mean, how, how, how the game all the way is just one of those things. The turnovers, because you can't predict turnovers. Right, and how do we know Ryan Tannehill is going to throw for three thirty right. in the game? Right. And we don't know. We you don't know. You your your odds that he's not going to are are ninety percent in the favor column. And it, and he just had his game this week, this past week. So the reason it went over was because he threw the pick and gave Green Bay a short field. Yeah, absolutely. 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 It's bad luck. It's bad luck because the process we went through is is exactly right. Our thinking was accurate on this. Because I, 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 I watched the show the next day, and the thinking was was accurate on it. It was, was 100% accurate. What happened on the field again? Like I said, just did not materialize. So it's bad luck. The, the, you know, also you know, controlling the game, the way they control the clock, the floor, other people. Last thing of this game, uh, those drop balls by the Green Bay receivers messed that up. Yes. Right. Yeah. So for July, get everybody to the line. We'll snap it one second left. That's another you know forty seconds off the clock. In a, you know, actually another three minutes because it's a whole new series. Yep. And field position, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, Agreed. I mean, the then they're they're caught deep in that position. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent on this. Yeah. I mean, I'm just with you a thousand percent. I mean, it's just it's weird. Yeah, it's just right between bad luck and bad logic. And I yeah. said one. Uh, the bad pick was overestimating Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Recency bias because of how they played against Dallas. That game is kind of fishy now. With McCarthy, maybe he, he thinks he owes his old franchise. They gave him $50 million, something. The, the, the Dallas didn't play like Dallas against in that game. Right, right. Right. Uh, next game we got wrong was Eagles minus six over 40. Three. I think the over 43 is the bad pick part. Eagles minus six. And this is a theme, right? Uh, Satriani, he coached with Andy Reid and all them. Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, right? And Bill Belichick. All three of them, right, went into this game, game 11, and said, hey, uh, we think we have a future in the playoffs. We got a future in division games down the road. Let's just play vanilla and wait for the other guy to make a mistake. We're going to play safe football, error-free football, and just wait. Let's wait all game until Mr. Wilson makes a mistake, and we'll win. We'll be patient. So what does that mean? That means that uh, game's going under, under, right? Eagles pretty much dominated that whole game. But they were, were holding back. The other thing, too, is that Jalen Hurts ran 18 times. Yeah. And you can't do that all the time. Eight, 
16 runs for 87 yards. Yep. I like the three times uh, for 30 yards, three first down, he went 70% of the time. But he's not a running back. He's supposed to be a quarterback uh, taking unnecessary hits. And he's not learning to be a drop-back passer if he's running all the time. Right. But what happened? Uh, they win late. Uh, Colts had an early lead because Philadelphia was not uh, – I don't think they even schemed for this. They just played basic football and waited for uh, Indianapolis to make a mistake. And you know what? They did. Both Satriani, Harbaugh, and Belichy won this week with that philosophy. So we have to anticipate that strategy and go what? Go uh, dog and under. And we knew that. I knew that with uh, Harbaugh. I should have stuck with my guns, right? So you think you're thinking, okay? But they tell you on a test, your first instinct's right. My first instinct was Harbaugh plus 13, minus 13, no way. And this is going under, by the way, because Carolina had nothing. Carolina uh, had Baker Makefield. Uh, they were hurt. The whole team was hurt. They, they had nothing. They did absolutely nothing. And actually, we ended up pushing. They hit a lucky field goal. Uh, but we'll talk about that game later. What do you think your thoughts, Philadelphia and the, the Colts? We learned, right. right? That's a game to learn from about how they think about things when they have a clear talent advantage. Yeah, I I took the Colts. This was one of my one of my fourteen picks. Uh, but I went the over. Yeah, good job. Yeah, good job. yeah, I went the over because indoor stadium, fast carpet. You have a quarterback that's extremely fast. You have a you have a running game that's pretty good, pretty solid. They didn't use Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith. They used AJ Brown. Got hurt, and I think that made a difference in the game. He hurt his ankle in the early part of the game. And he, I don't think he caught another pass the rest of the game. He put, caught one or two passes. So he did not play well at all because he was injured. Uh, my feeling is if, if A.J. Brown doesn't get hurt, the Colts pick that I had doesn't come through. I I, I agree with you. I, here's what I think. Teams have found – have figured out Jalen Hurts, and he's not a good quarterback as we've talked about in the past two years. He's not – he does not go through his progressions really well. And I think teams are starting to find him out. I think Washington found him out last Monday night. And I think Indianapolis did a great job against them this week. And they barely won that game. As you said, he ran the ball too many times. He's going to get himself hurt. Right. Big right. time. As we talk about with Josh Allen, Justin Fields got hurt this past weekend because they're just running the ball way too much, putting their body out there to be hit. Time and time again. So I think Philadelphia is starting to sputter and wear down a little bit. I I think they needed to get up like they did in the division. You know, I think they needed to, to reel off these eight wins in a row. And that now you're seeing the real Philadelphia Eagles team, I think, a team that's going to have to play defense. And Jalen Hurts is going to have to figure some things out. And to me, that's a scary proposition. So anytime they're favored by – a touchdown, I may look the other way because I just don't think Philadelphia has it in them to win these games by a touchdown. This this could be a team that gets the number one seed and is out after the first game this year. Because this is exactly good point. We made a lot of money off injuries that I send them a thank you card. Because <laughs> in the playoffs, you can't do that. Because in the playoffs, you're not going to get the gifts, the, the Colts, uh, the gifts, that the Carolina Panthers give you, the gifts that the New York Jets give you. You're not getting those in the playoffs. You're getting a good team who doesn't exactly. make mistakes. Exactly. In the losing. Like Andy Reid does. These are all Andy Reid people. Uh, yeah. Houston plus four oh, over 40. Uh, There's a built-in win for Houston. And Davis Mills, they're, they're thinking about pulling him because the way Houston plays, you can't make the mistakes he makes throwing these pick sixes, right? Because the pick sixes are a 14-point swing, and that's what they lost by. Uh, yeah. Lovie Smith, even, it's funny because philosophy again, right? Uh, Lovie Smith is a defensive coach, protect the defense. They give it up. 
the most points in their division and they're one of the top teams that give it up the most points in the conference. So if you're going to have to get in a shootout, you got to tell your coordinator, you know, that they're professional players. Uh, he's not doing that, right? So he puts too much pressure on this kid, throws a couple picks and the game's over. Against uh, Watson and Henneke, right? So uh, I should have stuck to my guns with this one as well. Yeah. Right. Overthinking too. Okay, Henneke is four and one. He's going to be five and one. Houston's defense has been on the field too long, and there's too much pressure on Mills. He's going to end up throwing a couple picks and just breaking down mentally, and and that's what happens. So I, I say that's a bad pick because we we know how to think things through just a little bit better than that. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's a bad pick, and and here's the thing that just popped into my head. So last season. We were on two teams for most of the year, right. Detroit and Washington. Right. Nothing has really changed with Washington. They tell Heineke's the quarterback. They have the same players on offense, basically the same players on defense. And I don't think we've been on them as much this year as we have been in the past. Oh, we all agree. Yeah, Carson Wentz has changed from Carson Wentz to Heineke. Once Heineke got in into the quarterback position, the commanders have taken – Washington has taken off and has played really well. And we called it before anybody else. Taylor yeah. Heineke is a, is a good quarterback in the NFL, and he wills his team to wins. And he's doing it again. So – and they're 6-5. and five. They're, they, You know, they're, they're over 500 in that division. And that, that's really good. They just beat an undefeated Philadelphia team at Philadelphia on Monday night. Um, they went down to Houston, and their defense played phenomenally well. Jack Del Rio did a nice job, and Ron Rivera, too. because he, he Well, they were helped by the bad Houston offense. And yes. You look at Pep Hamilton, right? Pep Hamilton, yep. the Harbaugh guy, uh, you know, Stanford offensive coordinator. Yep. That, uh, he was with the Colts. He was the offensive coordinator with the Colts. And yep. Fired him and put uh, Moore as the offensive coordinator. Remember, he had Peyton Manning. So if Pep Hamilton – let me ask you this question, Scott. Sure. If Pep Hamilton had a problem with a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterback, Peyton Manning, <laughs> what makes us think he's going to do better with David Mills? David Mills doesn't stand a chance, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> um, Right. Yeah, he, he's regressed. He, he certainly has. I, I liked him last year as a quarterback, Davis Mills. This year, I don't really like him. I mean, there's no Brandon Cooks either. I mean, they have, they've gone away from him totally because he, he didn't get traded and he threw a fit. And Lovey Smith said, How are you even thinking of trading me? Yep, don't mess with my money. That's right. another thing he said. And Lovey Smith basically said to him, Go home, Brandon. Go home. Don't don't come to the facility this week. We're gonna play without you. So, um, so I, I I just think that Houston is a team we we need to reassess on for the last six weeks of the football season in terms of are they again as Jim Coventry said last year they were tanking for for a top pick. Are right. they doing it again to get the top pick and pick a quarterback? So Goodell said no. You're not supposed to do that. Right. But. Lance, you could do it sneakily in games. Yes, and Lance Burkett, you're starting, man. We're going to give Lance Burkett Derrick Henry treatment. We're going to give him the ball 28 times. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. Yep. And then, and again, we see this podcast kind of cures the problem management problem that tanking does. Because when you do, when you tank, you're, you're overestimating your own ability uh, to pick players. You know? Yep. You know what I mean? Instead of going with the players you have and making them better, all right? All right. We got that. I, you know, these are one of those where I'm like, did I really do that? So I listened to the podcast twice and, and I really said that. And there was no way this was happening. Uh, it's one of those things where, okay, holiday season, all this and that, I need to slow down. There's no way that New England Jets game was going over. There was absolutely <coughs> no 
way it's going over. And let me know your thoughts on this because you're in New England. Yep. Uh, it, Bill Sheets has such control over the organization that they're playing defense 100% of the time. They have a defensive coordinator calling plays. And he's running in on first and second down to give the defense a rest. Yep. So, therefore, they're playing defense. The whole, that's what they did. They played defense the whole game. They won with a defensive touchdown. And what they did is they placed the bet. They said, at some point in time, Wilson's going to make a mistake and we're going to win the game, which he did. Yep, and it was yep. almost at the end of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. So, there was no way that was going over. Uh, that was an under game 100% of, of the way. Yeah, yeah, it was. Because if you remember the last time they played three short weeks ago, it was 22-17, and it was under as well. Yeah, and that was uh, – oh, yeah, they, they call a pick six back. Yep, yep. And um, so neither offense did anything. Right. Both teams are under teams for the for me for the rest of the year, it's basically. The coaches going against each other. You guys go yep, ahead. yep. Um, Belichick. Loves this type of team, what he has right now. Run the ball, play defense on offense. Right. Don't allow Mac Jones to throw the ball a lot, which he doesn't. And then when my defense gets on the field, when my defense defense gets on the field, right. we're going to play smash mouse defense. And I'm going to – right now, Zach Wilson is is not a good quarterback. And, and the Jets are regretting, I think, picking him because I think that – there has been talk now that Joe Flacco or, or uh, Mike White, I think it was, is, is going to get it. Yeah, my, my guy, Mike White. Yep. Then one of them is going to get a shot here in short order pretty soon. So um, the Jets are just not a good offensive team. They're just not. They don't have a running game. They traded for James Robinson. They're not even using them. Yeah. It's just not using them. And um, that's the problem. That's a real problem to me. Yeah, so, that was, yeah. So that was a bad pick. We should have gone – Yep. Under the whole way. And that's how you learn. You put it 10 to 20%. So we were around 50% last week. So we're looking at 70 to 80% this week going through this very process and, you know, and uh, going through your, your feelings of humiliation of making the bad pick, thinking in a wrong way. So you think the right way to make money in the very near future. Uh, Detroit and the Giants. I knew there was something wrong with the Giants. Let me know what you th- your thoughts, Scott. Uh, the whole Galloway thing going public. Yeah. Fine, you shoot people out. You don't like people. The problem is doing it publicly. It's always wrong. Even on a small scale, a regular job, anybody. Uh, you, know, you shoot people, you shoot up people behind closed office doors. You don't do it in front of everybody. It's just common sense, right? So yep. people are doing it out in public. I thought that, that was a little off. Uh, and then we know they're a fraudulent team. They're not as good as their record is. Yes. And I think Detroit was just more motivated, more organized, and went in there and beat them uh, pretty solidly. And you know what? Uh, you know, what's his face? Uh, Jones, he doesn't fit that offense. He's not a running guy. Can't run like Jalen Hurts. Uh, so that's going to go come back to bite him. And then, you know, Shaquan Barkley has never played well for a few seasons. So until he does, you got to predict that he's going to start wearing down as the season goes on. Yeah. This, this is a bad pick because in Detroit, granted, Jared Goff's not a great quarterback either. But the Giants have one, now one wide receiver to throw to, and that's Darius Slayton. Wondell Robinson tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Kenny Galladay, since he signed the contract with the Giants, has been a complete no-show. Um, Saquon Barkley is now starting to feel the weight of the team on his shoulders, and he's starting to buckle. Right. If that man does not perform, the Giants have no shot at winning. And I can see them being 8-9 and to end the year because I just think they took advantage of a softer schedule you know, in the early part of the season, they won their games with the softer part of the schedule. Right. And now they're starting to face the Dallases. They'll start to face, you know, they got Dallas this week. They'll see Philadelphia. 
they'll see all these good teams down the stretch. And I don't think they're going to beat them because I think teams are just going to say, we're taking away Barkley. You beat us with the pass. And Daniel Jones cannot. Cannot. He can't. No. So, again, you're you're 100% right. They're a fraud 7-3 and three team right now. And they're not – they're they're not going to win more than one or two games the rest of the year, in my estimation. So, right, yeah. So that, it's a bad. We're going to make that adjustment and and start going a little over because that defense is wearing down. Yes, and it's a and it's a bad pick because Detroit's a hot team coming in. We got this trade before, but we messed was the total. Yeah, over the total. That was a bad. Yeah, Should have every game all the way. Yeah, and and uh, Detroit is now starting to show what kind of team they can they can be under Dan Campbell. And it's pretty good. So did a great job coaching, motivating. And then he knows his limitations, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's an offensive guy, tight ends guy. He knows the running game, knows offense. He's got Ben Johnson as his offensive coordinator. He's letting him coach. And he's working with a defensive coordinator to say, hey, let's you know flood the bucks, shut down uh, Barkley and let Jones beat us, which he yep. can't. Which he cannot. No, he can't. And, he, and he's got to stop running because he's going to get killed too. There's another quarterback that's going to get killed. So, oh, we got Atlanta money line. You yep. push plus plus the three. You know, and you know, yep. he's getting thing. You know, family members late. You know, that, uh, that's the way they are. You can't put because they should have covered, but they didn't because of their incompetency. But they went late. Uh, we got it right. You know, nothing we can say about out. Uh, this game, I think we got it right. It's just that it's hard to process the incompetency. How bad are you at your job? Everybody's just waiting for you to get fired, right? Does Nathaniel Hackett? And it's funny, Nathaniel Hackett is there because of nepotism. He never did anything, right? Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hall of Fame yep. before and after you got there. Uh, yeah. And he hands off the playing deals to Clint Kubiak. Right. This is him again. His dad's a used to be a head coach. That's why he's there. What yep. is he? Nothing. He knows nothing because uh, exactly. they were going up and down the field, and they didn't just they they just did not uh, dial up one. All I needed was one good red zone play. How much money are you making? You're making a million dollars as an offensive coordinator. You're making $5 million in a head coach, and you cannot give me one good red zone. They went up and down the field, right? And this is the epitome of this, right? Steve Spurs yeah. losers kick field goals, winners score touchdowns. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and all we needed was one red zone play. They didn't do it. And uh, really, the Raiders didn't win this game. Denver lost. Yeah, so, so two, two takeaways from this. Melvin Gordon got cut because he can't hold on to the ball. He's done. He hasn't been able to hold on to the ball. This is Nebraska or the his Wisconsin days. Wisconsin. Yes. Then the Chargers now Denver. Second thing, Russell Wilson has fallen off a cliff faster than any NFL player I have ever seen going from Seattle to Denver. Pete Carroll knew something when he was willing to trade the guy. And this guy, you can't trust him to run the offense successfully. And I don't know what's going on, and I have no idea what what the heck is going on with this guy. But he doesn't run the ball anymore. He didn't Seattle. He doesn't do it anymore. He's getting older. I get that. Yes, I get that. But you just don't go from running the ball a little bit to just not at all. I mean, he's not running at all. And to me, Nathaniel Hackett is a bad, bad uh, fit for him. It just is. He is bad fit as a head coach. He needs somebody that's a very disciplined coach and will say to him, say to Russell Wilson, no, you're not doing that. This is what you're doing. Russell Wilson seemed to thrive in that in Seattle. And he, he just – the reins have been – let- Even in Seattle, I think he's getting no help from the coaching staff. Because even in Seattle, Ron Chinehammer or whatever, Portland hat, would uh, dial up a play 
or receivers open. Yeah. Right? From scheming, from a scheme to keep with the momentum the defense has got. You know, Pete Carroll's big into that, right? Sudden change. You get a sudden change play, <clears throat> and the offense keeps the momentum running their best plays, right? They've seen in uh, training camp and before OTAs. He's not getting that with that person. <laughs> nobody, right. nobody there. There's no creativity, nothing. It was a good pick. Denver was home. The Raiders have been terrible all year long. Right. All year long. The Denver passing defense has been the strength of that team. Devontae yeah. Adams went nuts against that team. I don't know if those players have just said, we're done. The offense can't score. We give up one touchdown. We're done. Right. And really, they beat them all game. Now they only gave up 22 points. And yes. They've given up 15 points. Right. right. And, and the thing, I, I, I don't like the Raiders because of Josh McDaniels thinks he's Bell, Bill, Bill Belichick. He's cutting guys. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's had three meetings with the the owner. You know, the owner said he's staying, and the only reason he's staying is because of the money situation. You know, they can't pay him his buyout if he gets fired. (laughs) Like you said last year, and you said earlier this year, they're a poor team right now. They don't have the financial means to do anything. I think that's why these guys got cut, because they could not pay them. Right, and 100%. yeah. Remember all the the executives that the dad hired stole all that money. They all the IRS all that money. They had to put in a new president. Right, and I wouldn't be surprised if McDaniel's has said, "You can pay me a little bit, pay me enough for me to get by and survive, and then make it up to me when you get the money." Right. And and maybe that's why he's there. You don't want to be a hacker. Yeah, yeah. It's craziness, but you know we learn and we move forward to make money off Raiders teams. But the process was right on our part. It was totally right. Right. It was totally right. It was an under game. They had him beat. It was just a matter of closing the game out. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Craziness. Uh, Over forty-seven and a half. Again, this is another one. To be honest, where I think our process was correct. Uh, you know, the operation was perfect, but the patient died. Uh, <laughs> Dallas, Dallas went in there and uh, coming off a loss, oh really good roster. Oh my goodness, Minnesota, and we know that Minnesota is not as good as their record is. Again, uh, he has the process right. Kevin O'Connell, very detail oriented, works hard, very, very organized, like Zach Taylor, right? Uh, you know, good job of mentoring by Andy Reid, right? Mentoring all these guys. LaFleur, McVeigh, Kevin O'Connell now, Gruden, all these guys, very organized. Yeah. Uh, They get destroyed. And all we needed was a score from them to make this game go over. (laughs) You know, we just barely missed it. The game should have gone over. Uh, Minnesota just needed to execute a little bit better than what they did. They would have been fine. What are your thoughts on that? Bad pick or bad luck? I've been a proponent for the last two years that when Kirk Cousins gets into a prime time or a big game, he does not play well. Yeah. Sure enough, he didn't play well at all this game. Um, this was – I didn't think it was going to happen this way, but they were due to lose a game. They've yeah. just been squeaking by for so long. They yeah. should have lost to Detroit. Should have lost to Green Bay, maybe. Should have lost. Uh, they lost to Miami. They should, you know. I, I think the process we had again was right. right. <laughs> I think it's just bad luck because. It's in probability theory, right? There's a 20% luck factor. You see in life, there's only an 80% of certainty in anything you do. If you track it, you're like, oh, I picked up my kid from school every single day last year. Did you? Did you pick yeah. up service day? What about right. the, 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 the tire blew? Yeah, you picked them up probably 80 to 85% of the time. You did pick up your kid. Right. Oh, that time yeah. where uh, he was getting a ride from a friend and they were coming straight to your house. So you didn't have to worry about it. You didn't pick him up that day, right? Yep. 
It's a twenty percent left bet. So when when I when I did the research on this game, right. okay, I, I looked at the Minnesota offensive uh, pieces against the Dallas defense, and w- what I saw was that yes, Dallas does have a really good defense, but I think that Minnesota has a game breaking wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. And I thought that if they got him going early, that he could carry that team and that game could be a little bit different based on um, him breaking the game open with a long, deep pass. Dallas has been susceptible against uh, against re- a good running backs this year. And Dalvin Cook is a good running back. So I thought that once Jefferson opened up the defense, that Dalvin Cook could run the ball and get, you know, get some yards. Well, it never happened because Justin Jefferson now is turf toe. And that's the worst injury you could possibly have other than a high ankle sprain. So, you know, um, yeah, people don't come back from that. Yeah. So he's a mild case of turf toe. And they're playing Thursday night at home. But that's a prime time game. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. So I could very easily see them as he did this game, not playing well. So I'm I'm going to stick to my theories going forward here, and I backed off of it a little in this game. Right. I'm going to stick to my Kirk Cousins is not a good quarterback in prime time. I'm well, just, he's, not. No, he's not. He's just simply not. He's he is not a good quarterback to be making thirty million dollars a year. He's not a thirty million dollar a year quarterback. Just is not. But because the NFL pays their quarterback so much money, he gets $30 million. Right. He's not a good quarterback to make $30 million. It's all guaranteed, too. All of it. Right. And that, that boggles my mind. What has he shown in his career that could lead you to, to give him $30 million guaranteed for three years? Have you in a playoff game? Uh, no, they have not. <laughs> they have not. The last playoff game they won, Case Keenum was the quarterback. Ah, okay. Yeah, the, the miracle thing against uh, New Orleans. Against was- New Orleans. Yep. That's the last time they won a playoff game. Right. So. And that's how it helps us betting, too, because we're in professional life, stuff like yep. that. These guys live in a fantasy world, but there's a lot of money out there. It's yep. billion dollars being bet, so when we have good weeks, good years, they can pay us. Right. Right. That's how we do this. Yep. This, I think, was a bad pick. Both of them, both sides was a bad pick. Uh, we had KC minus five, under 52 and a half. Uh, you got this one right, right? You got, you picked the Chargers plus five? Yeah, I did. Good pick on your part, bad pick on my part. Andy Reid, again, Andy Reid, uh, Harbaugh coach for him for over a decade. They think the same way, All right? Uh, they get leads. And they squandered those leads or try to sit on it, right? Harbaugh just sat on his lead. They didn't even play offense. We're just going to beat them with defense. Same thing Belichick did. Uh, Andy Reid is more of an offensive guy, so he's like, I'm going to beat them with offense. Uh, San Diego, again, you said, guess start bidding the second lines against the Chargers. Yep. They're a Greek mafia run organization that doesn't pay for backups, and it showed. They should have closed the game down. They had things in their favor. They had field position in their favor. But they didn't because their defense is completely worn out. The head coach is worn out. He's doing 15 jobs out there. Uh, he's worn out. And game is going over. 100% was going over. And Kansas City was not going to cover over a field goal minus five. You knew. Here's, here's, here's what I knew. Chargers take the lead 27-24. You, or 27-23, excuse me. You knew Patrick Mahomes coming down to score and, and getting the ball in the end zone. You just knew. You knew it was going to happen, and it happened. Right. So, you, you know, it, it's just he has the Chargers number. Let's say you're Derwin James, right? Yeah. You're on the yeah. seat, and you're supposed to be a safety. Every once in a while, you're supposed to be a linebacker, get in the hole, hit somebody. Every once in a while, you're supposed to – once every four games, once every three games, you come off the edge, right? And you become right. a defense. He's doing that every game. He did that all game. So here comes Kelsey, whatever he is, 6'7", 260 with a 4'5". Yep. Because you've been coming off the edge. You've been in the hole 
playing the Mike linebacker when you're a safe. Right. And then you go back and play free safety and run after the fast guy, or you have to chip in and quarter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. By that and, time, you're exhausted. There's nothing you can do against Kelsey. And here's what I think. Okay. Here's, here's my personal opinion. Could be way off base, could be not way off base, whatever. The head coach of the Chargers, Brandon Staley, does not coach good games because he has 15 jobs in the organization (laughs) and he is tired come game day and they're playing Sunday night and he's saying I gotta go coach a game I just did this I just did tomorrow I gotta sit down with the players with guys and talk about contract oh my god I can't do it poor guy poor poor guy 15 jobs and you have zero time to come up with a game plan because as he starts it, he probably gets a knock on his door and saying, hey, hey, hey Brandon, you got to yeah. take care of him. Yeah, there's nobody else that can do it. It's a few. Yep. And as I've said, Belichick, the GM's done Belichick, the head coach, zero favors. Brandon Staley, the organization man, has done Brandon Staley, the head coach, zero favors. Well, Tom Lesko is doing the, what he can, and he, he came. That's all he knows, right? It's, it's kind of like the person who was brought up by a dysfunctional parent and yep. then they married to dysfunctional people because that's all they know. Tom Telesco comes from Indianapolis where the owner to crack that. That's all yep. he knows is because he's doing a bunch of jobs too because he came through the scouting department. He's the head of scouting. And he, you know, and he, 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 since he's doing so many jobs, he has to pull in Brandon Staley there. So, like, hey, I'm sorry. I know it's your day off, but I have to bring you in because you're the only one. Who, who can know that? And I really saw this. You got to look at body language. At the end of the Atlanta game, just looking at him, I felt bad. I was like, well, this guy's going to have a heart attack. Yeah. He's with so many jobs. He's doing yeah. so many things. He's telling, like, you know, people what to do. He's, ah, he, he, was, he was almost going to freak out. He's too young to have a heart attack. He was sweating bullets. It's a dumb stadium. It wasn't that bad, but he was sweating bullets. His face was red. Just the look on his face was just a look of pure, I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm exhausted. If I ever interview for the Chargers position, this is what I'd say in the interview. I'm the head coach. That's it. That's it. Hire a GM. Hire a director of scouting. Hire a personnel guy. I'm just coaching the team. Get, get the rest of these. I would never get the job because of that statement. But. And these guys take the least amount of money. Like Marvin Lewis took the least amount of money to do 20 jobs. They're so desperate to be a head coach to have power. That's why they do this. And it, it's backfiring on them. The charges. How much is your health worth? No matter how much money they're paying you, how much your ego stroke, what, how much is your health worth? So, so tell me if I'm wrong on this. Every preseason, everybody says, oh, the charges are going to, this is the year for the charges. They're going to win. They're gonna. Oh, this what? Is the, what? The, yeah, push that number up so I can bet the under season total. And what happens? Five and five halfway through the year. Nine and seven, nine and eight to finish the year out. Barely missed the playoffs. Right. Happens every year with them. And it's gonna again this year. I think. I, I can't see them making the playoffs this year. That's why you got to look at the co- corporate governance. Who owns the team? Yeah. What's going on? It's in the papers, right? So when it spills out to the paper, you got to think. How many things are happening behind closed doors and then yep. the ground that I don't want to know about is spilling out to the paper, right? Uh, so they've always been that way, really, since the Gene Klein days, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been exactly 100% agree. This organization has been run the same way from Gene Klein to the Spanishes, and it's not a good way to run an organization. It's very poor. It's very poor. So, because there's no money involved in it. That's the thing. There's no money. Right. They take loans out on the team, which they shouldn't do. Everybody's doing it. That's what Snyder got in there. That's why they call it a mafia. They take loans on the team. They take all the money out. What's the Greek mafia doing it, right? They're buying slumlord places. You know, they're putting into it. There are other businesses, funding other businesses as they kick up. Then the owner doesn't have anything. What do you cut? You cut labor costs. Like Chicago's a disaster. Yeah, yep. to the point where again, Roger Goodell should be fired, right? Me, Jerry Jones agree with us because it's elite, not illegal, but it's against NFL rules how low the salary cap is in Chicago. They're below 
the limit of how low you can go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, they are. He's not finding people saying, okay, I'm voiding the trade of uh, your two best defensive players. <laughs> you know, because to be honest, you know, you know uh, we'll go to the final game. Uh, Belichy, Harbaugh. And Belichy, Harbaugh. And what other game was that? Oh, yeah, Philadelphia. Uh, and then they should give fans back their money. <laughs> so, you want to be strategic and your ego is so big, but people are paying money. Why don't you put your best foot forward? Exactly, exactly. And, and, the, and the one thing that we've, we've said, okay, here's, here's the trends in the two years that I've, I've been on this. Here's, here's the trends. Right. Analytics teams never win. Never win. And they don't. And they don't. Double-digit dogs in the division cover most of the time, 90% of the time, 80% of the time. And John Harbaugh, with a huge point spread, never, ever covers never that covers. point spread. And he didn't this week either. He didn't this week either. So those are trends that nobody out there says except for this show. So yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's so valuable to ourselves. Yeah. We have to relearn and then yeah. take and, and, and that's a great lesson too. And I have that book back there. It's so true. Yeah. Thank you. Because to know and not to do is not to know. Right. Highest level is executing consistently. I knew that Baltimore was not going to come to Buster. But yeah. I went against myself. I went against, <laughs> I know. I went I know. against what Warren Buffett said. Oh, I know. So I got to look at myself and say, okay, because the other parts of my life, my business life, I know this is true. We're gonna act upon it. I'm gonna go with it. Bam, right? So that's that's a good thing. That's the other part of sports betting too. That it helps you in your thinking skills, and you have to right. track. Have to track right. It. So double digit in the division almost covers all of the time. Uh, I was wrong about this game. Yep. Uh, I felt that San Francisco had it all the way, but. Uh, you were going to get a spirited effort from Arizona, and I think you did. I think you did. I think what happened, I mean, though, Scott, the same thing that happened, except they were playing a better team. They were not playing the Raiders. Same thing that happened with Denver, happened with Arizona, where they got inside the 20s, they're driving, and coach can't be creative. He's going to do the same thing he's done all year. Why is Cleveland getting you know seven million dollars a year? If you cannot dial up a play in the red zone, and now you can't blame it on Kyler Murray, right? He and you can't blame it that he doesn't have talent. He has AJ Green. He has uh, you know Hopkins. Yeah. And Connor. I thought that was the key too. Running in between the tackle with Connor, he had no problem. So when they got into the twenties, they did what they've done all year. He did not come up with a play. They could have asked us for a play. We would have gave him a play. And so a 20-score touchdown. And uh, we're fine both ways. Uh, yeah, I got the over on it. Uh, you and Chad had the under. But yeah. me in altitude, this point in the season, it's always going to go a, a little bit over. And he had two offensive coaches going at each other. Even though Arizona only scored 10 points. With all that talent on offense, uh, air raid, all this and that, you can only muster 10 points in high altitude. So I, I think Kingsbury knew that Kyler was not playing from Monday of last week on. He knew he wasn't playing. So Colt McCoy had a knee injury. He was fine. Went back to practice when he was totally fine. Totally fine. Rondell Moore got injured. I have a sneaking suspicion Rondell Moore was going to be featured a lot last night. And when Rondell Moore went out of the game, Kingsbury said, uh-oh, he's not here. What do I what do? I, do? I, I like James Conner, though. See, this is the thing. Sometimes I, you have to flip the script and say, hey, Zach Hurts, I've, I've seen you block before. Guys, maybe you're not the fit for this, but we're going to get angry right now. We're going to flip foot in the dirt, dirt. we got a guy who can bounce off guys. Let's give it to uh, Mr. Conner here. In between and those uh those slip passes too, he can do yeah. that. He's not as, as slippery as Rondell Moore, but he, he's just a different presence. San Francisco to me is the most dangerous team in the NFC right now. They have everything. Right. They have everything. 
And Arizona just couldn't stop everything. Debo had a great game last Samuel had a great game last night. Kittle had a great game last night. Ayuk had a great game last night. McCaffrey had a, a good game. There's a lot of weapons on that San Francisco team. They have now become an over team. They're an over team. They're going to score for sure. I mean, uh, John Lynch, his dad, owned the Mighty 1090 in San Diego. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First radio station put picks on. <laughs> they, they got listeners to do picks. Uh, he graduates from Stanford, goes to Tampa Bay, has a Hall of Fame career, wins the Super Bowl. Yep. Now he's brought that. He's the one coordinating that defense. So they're very organized. So to your point, like a good offensive coordinator sets up plays in the first half to cash him in in the second. You can see that all day. He did it as a season, right? The trajectory of the season, right? They're going to do nothing first four games, play vanilla, lose to Chicago. As the season moves along, they move stuff. This time, they even added players. They added McCaffrey. Yep. As the season moves along, and they're built, right? Uh, Shanahan, his dad won two Super Bowls. He got to the Super Bowl as offensive coordinator of Atlanta and got to the Super Bowl as head coach of San Francisco 49ers with Lynch. Yeah. Salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term. Right. Long-term thinkers want to get better as the season goes along, start rolling late. You know, to be honest with you, San Francisco might not lose another game the rest of the year. They may not. It's possible they don't lose another game. I, I think... Like you said, Kyle Shanahan, they lost the Chicago opening week. Everybody was in an uproar about it except one guy, Kyle Shanahan. He didn't care. He didn't care. We lost to Chicago. Okay, we lost to Chicago. So what? Next week, come back, win, one-on-one, the season takes off. You know, first, first, I think it's even the first six games now that he just said, you know what, we're just going to go out there. We're going to be very conservative, very vanilla. Jimmy G's my quarterback. Trey Lance got hurt. He's, he loves Jimmy G's his quarterback. He's raved about him since he got there. John Lynch is his defensive coordinator, so right. to speak. Right. He's got everything the way he wants it now. So I think you're going to see San Francisco become a much, much better team. And I don't think Arizona defensively has enough to handle what San Francisco can throw at them. That's number one. Number two on offense, Cole McCoy is not a bad quarterback. He really is not. No, he's better to me, in my opinion, my humble opinion. McSorley and uh, Cole McCoy are better for that offense. Yes. Yes, and and the thing about it is, you're not going to probably see Kyler this week either. I think they're going to rest him through the bye, so Cole McCoy is going to be the quarterback. But Arizona needs to run the ball better. And James Conner needs to he, – he had three yards of carry last night. That's just not enough. It's not going to get it done. He's a good running back. He's a really good running back. I don't know if the system, offensive line or the system helps him out as a running back. So, you know. Well, that's the thing. You have to – and that, that's what Andy Reid did. Really, Andy Reid has the Arizona offense. Right. You right. know, the best area quarterback you could have in the homes. The difference between Andy Reid is he'll take – a fullback and a tight end for the practice squad. And in between the 20s, put them in the game. Right? How hard is it? You're 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 seven million dollar coach. Oh, I don't know how to run that. Okay. Uh there are a ton of retired college and NFL coaches who can give you a couple hand in the dirt plates in between the 20s because you just need to show that. Yes. Running in a couple of times, you don't have to do that because you got the under houses. And you're green where you can fake that and then go to what you want to do. But you have to show that. You have to have some of that. James Conner's perfect for that. Right. You're running with James Conner in the hand in the dirt or we're going to do air raid. But it, he, he but did it, nothing. He, <laughs> almost like saying, hey, I'm taking my money and going home. Right. In, in my estimation, here's another case. Path of, of decision-making, 100% accurate, 100% right. What happened on the field didn't pan out to what the decision-making and what the history, the recent history has been. Double-digit dog in a division on a Monday night. Right. 
especially cover and win that bet a majority of the time. And it didn't happen again. And look, I think this week was a really good week for us in terms of our path to decisions. Yes. I just think what happened on the field did not correlate with the decision-making that we all made. Well, no, and, it, and it happens. And it happens. Strategy so, also as well. Yes. Yeah. Is somebody going to do something dumb? Because Rabel's got some upsets in the playoffs, but he hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Danny, exactly. Once it started raining, he pulled back to Little Samuel. He pulled back these people so he wouldn't get hurt in Chicago. Yep. Rabel runs his, his star <laughs> running back 28 times to get yeah. a cheap win against Green Bay. They really, they were one of two plays from losing that game. Right. You know, Green Bay receivers catch the ball, they're fine. Right. Is right. say, hey, this guy making seven million dollars a year, Harbaugh family, coach with Andy Reid, all this stuff, but he is going to steal money from the season tickets holders. Yep, steal money from Red Zone because Red Zone yep. couldn't do anything because they wouldn't do it. They seriously shut down their whole office. Belichick did the same thing. Belichick yeah. cheating the season ticket holders for uh, New England, right? Not having an offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, when you see football, you want to see football. You want to see offense. You want to see defense. You want to see special teams. Yeah. And yeah. Belichick, sorry, man, but you're almost close to 44 games under. God bless you. You could do this halfway, but you're 44 games under 500 without Tom Brady. I, I mean, the other thing that we've, we've said in the last two weeks, the last two or three weeks, is that there's a ton of mediocrity in the NFL this year. Right. And there's, there's not a lot of difference between the pick one game and the other, like the Patriots and the Jets, perfect example. Exactly. Both, both very mediocre teams. Right. One punt return with five seconds left, won the Patriots the game. Other than that, there was nothing to differentiate those teams. Bad offenses, really good defenses, a special team play made the difference in the game. And that's usually what happens in those type of games. Right. And sure enough, it happened. Washington-Houston, same thing. Washington's first score was an interception defensive touchdown. Right. Take that away, 16 to 10 is the final score. Right. Not a lot to differentiate between those two teams. Very mediocre. So for us to be as successful as we are is very hard because, as I said. That's what we're looking for, like 20%. Most people have done betting for the year because their bankroll's gone. Exactly. And we, we keep rolling. Exactly. Exactly. So. We'll close with this. Uh, Picking up on what you said, that I've been saying it a lot, and we're making a lot of money with this. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the other teams have shut down for other reasons, right? Uh, New York Jets own tax money, right? Johnson's scary, the mobster, her brother, all those people, scare people. Yep. Uh, not getting the Schneider treatment. But Cleveland right now is three and seven, analytics team. Yep. And Carolina is three and eight. Analytics team. Analytics team. So huh. that's, that's really all you need to know. The, the the process, as we talk about week in week out, Cleveland's an analytics team, three and seven. Carolina analytics team, three and eight. Not good talent. They go by the numbers. Well, what does it say? What's the computer saying? Fourth down. Okay, we're gonna do that. Right. It's just, it's it's just no good. It's just no good. It really is. Human nature, right? Um, there's too many variables in, in baseball. You got a pitcher, a catcher, a center fielder. Yes. And home plate umpire. That's four. In the NFL, you have 50 people. Up to 50 people can determine the outcome of one play. Too many variables for the computer to know what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. Final thought, Scott. Good job. Thank you, man. This helps me make a lot of money. No problem. No problem. Uh, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If you don't catch the show tomorrow night, um, be safe. Have a good holiday. We'll be here tomorrow night uh, going over week 12, and we'll go through the same processes as, as we have all year long, myself, Josh, and Chad. Um, watch the show. Put your bets in early in some of these cases. Right. Because Especially the three Thursday games, you got to do it by probably tomorrow night, by midnight, uh, right. Josh's time. Right. But, 
you know, there are some games and I've, I've already looked at some spreads and I've already looked at some over-unders. There are some, some uh, figures there that you can monetize and capitalize on early before Friday or Saturday. So uh, do right. that. Um, and again, enjoy, enjoy your holiday, everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah, sometimes lessons are painful, right? But they say, you know, the Greeks are the most uh, intelligent people learn from mistakes and from pain. Yep. Now we, you say, okay, as people evolve, right? Uh, Pete Carroll has evolved. Some people haven't. So now it's gotten to the point of the season where so much thinking around. We have a pulse of what cards people have and what their strategy is. And has been in the past. That's not yeah. changed. Yeah. We can anticipate and monetize for a huge uh, ending uh, to the season, and we give you more value. I mean, just off the charts. We give you from the top to the middle, and if you get in depth, it's really in depth things we say that, that translate to other uh, mediums, but especially to sports betting. Uh, to make an income from it, right? And always have money in your pocket for sports betting. But we don't charge you like uh, action sports $1,000. You get it for free, take notes, listen to what we say, certain themes, anticipate and make money. A lot of people are doing it. Getting messages from people saying, Josh, you said X, Y, Z. I even forgot that I said it. They're like, oh, you said that. I anticipated, didn't bet it, happened again. This time I did bet it. Because it, it goes to steps, right? Truth yep. is fiction, uh, yep. but it's just the way life works. Uh, you make a living from your labor, but just like uh, the people who took down the shooter in the club in Chicago, right? They're in uh, Colorado. They yep. stopped them from killing more people. Kill five, could kill 20. They stopped them, right? And it's because you make a living from your labor, but those guys made a life, right? To stop the shooter, make you life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. That's why this one cost us $800, and that cost $200. And I don't know what that cost, that gets shit to work. That's why I wear good shoes and roll my butt, and I get a limousine.